episode 100 can't believe that we've made it but we have uh, and it's worth me noting down an extra special introduction um, so here it is no I'm only joking I've not got one but buzzing <laughs> to get to 100 episodes it's uh, feels like last week that we, we did the first one um, but still kind of sounding the same talking about the same shite really yeah, um, definitely still talking the same shit. More, I would say more kind of streamlined to, to ice hockey now than it was at the start. But yes, it is that. But that's that's just because we've got we've got more serious, more experienced. Well, I think yeah, that's what the people really want. When when we started this, it was um, the the height of the John Trip season, and I don't think there was really two. <laughs> wasn't many positives to come out of that, so I suppose we had to we had to start talking about something else. You needed distractions. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. Um and as we've as we've reached this milestone we are gonna record a, a special sort of spin off episode with um, all sorts of rubbish in it probably. I'd have thought some other people uh, and just talking about general nonsense with maybe a wee bit of seriousness in but generally not so we'll get that to you at some point um, soon but I think we're keeping this one to uh, the fact that we've missed 15 clan signings and what doesn't seem really like that long but uh, we've almost got a, a full team now for the new season it's a bit unusual for us to be this far ahead in recruitment would that be fair to say that do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, or certainly announcing them anyway. I don't know if it's been like that previously and they've just kind of kept signings back. And I think, I wonder actually if the all these rumour pages are um, sort of spoiling things and they're maybe thinking, oh, well, we need to just get these signings out because we can't leave them sitting for for ages before we announce them. I don't know. Because yes. other, other clubs haven't really done the same as us so no I mean we're um, we're certainly further ahead than a lot of them I would say and they may be starting to um, kind of announce stuff uh, this week but um, yeah I mean we're we're sitting on almost a full lineup. I think a couple short like we'll, we'll discuss uh, but yeah maybe the rumour pages which is mental that in fact, a rumour page is uh, dictating how a team announces their team <laughs> for a season. Um, but that's kind of what it's become. It, those pages did exist before, but I just don't really think they were as high profile as they've become. Um, but yeah, you know, they're, maybe they're, more accurate they're, now, maybe. Yeah, and I suppose exciting for the fans, but you don't really want to know too much about stuff before it's announced but anyway yeah. a lot of it a lot of it was announced before the club actually did so um which doesn't really surprise you but at the same time 15 signs to get through um so i think that the only place to start was right at the beginning and i think it was about the uh, middle of june that the first signing since we last recorded, Stephen Dixon, 
joined from Cardiff. Um, and I think a, a great place to start really for discussion. Um, a guy who has played in the league for a few years now and really is, I would describe him as, as a, a top player. I think he'll be, he'll be great for us in more ways than one, but if nothing else, a guy who can win face-offs and be gone about that so much. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what, what this podcast was, or has been for the last two years. Just try to try to find someone that's really good at, at face-offs. And we seem to have found that. Yeah, I think um, yeah, it's a good signing on, on the face of it. You know, he's 36, he'll be 37 by the time the season starts. Um, knows the league, which is always good to have. Um, he's a proven winner as well with Cardiff, and um, I think when when Cardiff had announced it, I think their fans were a bit sad to see him go. So that's you know that's usually a good sign as well. Um, yeah, he's you know we know he's a, a known quantity for us, so we can maybe talk a bit more about him. But he's um, you know he's a, an all round kind of player, a, a hard worker, good skater, um, and he'll create chances for us. Yeah, very good. Very good in front of net. That's how I remember him. Yeah, I think a, a really high percentage of his goals are probably from uh, just like around the, the goal crease and slightly outside. Um, particularly good at um, getting those tips on the shots from the point. Uh, and a guy who was an assistant captain at Cardiff last year, I would expect him to come in and uh, be an assistant captain with us. Not just because of his age, but he, he does come across as one of those experienced guys. Um, not a prolific point scorer, as we've said, but um, 45 points in his, in his first season. I dropped down to 26 albeit he played fewer games, uh, and then 36 last season. But all of these kind of things add to uh, our secondary scoring, which was a big miss and a big part of our problems, so to speak, last year. So if he comes up with a a similar return um, next season for us, then I'll I'll be more than happy. Oh, for sure. Um, and again, you only need to look at his CV to to know what kind of what kind of player he is. He's you know played at the the highest level across Europe, um, you know, and and fit in really well in, in a lot of these teams. Um, so it's uh, you know as a an exciting signing for us. Um, I think he's um, he's one for the penalty kill as well. I think that's something that. That Malcolm Cameron looks at, um, you know, special teams are a, are a big thing there as well. So, yeah, I think it's exciting. Um, the the obvious concern is his age, to be fair, um, and if he can sort of continue to play at that high level, because we we do kind of need that from him. Um, and but you know, it's it's that signing. It's it's a guy that I thought that we would never. That we would never see here. So, um, yeah, from from that point of view, it's it's, it's good. Looking forward to seeing him. 
And um, when you look at the the other forwards, um, you've mentioned the the penalty kill guy like Matt Haywood that we've lost saw a lot of time, spent a lot of time in the penalty kill, for example. So maybe he's looking to Malcolm Cameron's looking to spread that around a bit. Um, and yeah, if if Dixon's one of those guys that's perhaps changing his game away from from that and be more of a an all rounder, then I'm all for it. And again, somebody who wins face offs, as we've said and we'll continue to say, is is a big deal for us because I think we we were at a disadvantage um, last season and in the past that would be in good positions and then other teams win the puck and you're you're on the back foot again. So I think that'll be a big aspect for him. Um and he's also got quite cool hair for a hockey player, so that, that as well goes in his favour. Um trademark trademark hockey hair. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so I, I'd expect to see him maybe as our um centre on the second line. I would have thought, um, and then we'll, we'll discuss the potential lineup, I guess, further down this episode. But I, I think he'll maybe descend to the second line and then see a lot of special teams time. So, yeah, it was definitely a good start um, seeing seeing him come in. And as you said, Carl, whenever a team seems disappointed to lose something or the fans do, then you know you've probably got a good thing. Yeah, 100%. Next up was uh, another excellent signing. We've uh, sung the praises of this guy a lot, Liam Stenton. And he signed on for two years, which is quite unusual nowadays. And that sort of, um, I think, points to how impressed Malcolm Cameron's been with him and gives him a, a real chance to develop into a proper player in this league. I think he came on a lot last year. And another sign that he's, he's fully trusted, I think, is that he is one of the six defensemen we've got this year. And I, I don't think he'll look out of place. Um, had a good year last season, played alongside Cody Saul, which was probably good and bad for him. Um, so, new partner this year, but I expect him to kick on again. Um, and you, you really... I really think that he'll he'll develop into one of our hopefully, you know, top Brits in the next few years. Yeah, I think that's the aim, really. Um, you know, I think we've kind of made moves to to try and develop him as well by giving him that two-year contract. I think it's a a great bit of business for from our point of view. Um, yeah, I think you can allude to it, but. It, he kind of looked like one of our better D-men at points last season. Um, scored his first professional goal as well, um, which is always always nice to see. Um, I would like to, if I mean, I, I'm not being critical, but I just I need to say that um, it would be good to see a bit more chance creation or, um, you know, kind of, a bit more going forward, maybe, um, from him because he's certainly got that ability. You know, he's he's a good skater, um, and you know, maybe if we could see him bulk up a wee bit, um, 
but you know he's he's still young. He's twenty, I think. Um, he's now got the platform to develop, and that was something that Malcolm Cameron had said when he came in is that he likes to work with kind of younger players. So, um, and I think his his system kind of suited uh, Stenton last season as well. So, uh, and also hopefully he'll have better players around him. But that remains to be seen. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good chance for him to learn and, and progress. So um, yeah, I expect another another good season from him and um, to kind of further establish himself in the team. Yeah, like like you said, he is he is a smaller guy in a sport that almost seems to be getting bigger every year. Five foot nine, so um, I mean he's not he's not going to get any taller. I wouldn't have thought, but he'll. Um, certainly come on technically and you, I've seen a couple of clips from him with Solway you know going forward and scoring some sort of skillful goals and some skilled plays that's not really going to translate to the elite league but um, yeah that's it's an area of his game I think he'll, he'll look to develop and you know that he'll be with um, or hope that he'll be with a, a capable partner uh, so See what see what happens from his point of view, but Malcolm Cameron trusts him, and that's that's the main thing. Um, I think um, he sorry, just kind of looking at his elite prospects page, he was um, GB's under twenty captain um, during this during the season this season. So like, that's something to keep an eye on as well, because if he's got that, um, I don't know if he's got that kind of mentality to be to be a captain um, and you can kind of see it like throughout the different levels as well where he's been a captain at at several points as well so that's you know uh, it's good to have that as well especially for uh, you know someone that young to be to be given um, that chance and he's you know hopefully can can I continue with that yeah definitely definitely um one for the future. I mean, he's not certainly not ready for anything like that now. I wouldn't have thought, but definitely, definitely excited again. And I think he's, I think he's going to be good for us. Um, talking about uh, big players. Next was a, a new defenseman, Hungarian uh, Gergely Toth. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, a, a six foot four life shot defenseman um, who ca- uh, came in from Budapest, I believe, last year, um, and was claimed to have a sort of exceptional season. And maybe that put him on Malcolm Cameron's radar a bit more. Uh, 30 points in 37 games, 12 goals. For a defenseman, that's a, a very good return. Um, and But Malcolm Cameron quite specifically described this guy as a, a jack of all trades and hopefully hopefully not a master of none. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um no, it, it, to be fair, he it looks like a good a good addition. Um you know, he's a another kind of younger guy, twenty four. Um but he's already won three Hungarian league titles. Um and he's played for he's played with four different teams in in that league as well, so clearly sought after in in that league. So 
um, Hungarian internationalist as well the last few years. So um, he's certainly got the, the kind of calibre um, of player. I think um, looking at his stats in particular from his last three seasons, um, the thing that really kind of stood out to me is his, his plus minus stats. They're all kind of hugely positive. Um, so it seems a bit of a steal to be honest um, and you know 6-4 he's going to be that kind of imposing figure as well um, it looks as if he's got like good hands and can skate well for a big guy so um, and obviously puts up some points as well to, to help with the scoring so it's definitely it's another one to kind of to be excited about I think yeah, and, and do we see this as a, a sort of upgrade on Cody Saul? Is that fair to say? Um, Definitely. Like, I, I think probably at some point Malcolm Cam would have claimed that Cody Saul was, was a good skater. He wasn't a bad one. He just, I don't think that was his, his sort of strength. Um, I feel like Toth is maybe a bit more mobile certainly more offensive perhaps yeah. perhaps a guy that's that's going to see some power play minutes um again we, we don't really or i certainly don't really know much about the the standard um generally in, in the league he was playing but to be an internationalist you have to be you have to be a good player i think we saw budapest didn't we a couple of seasons ago in a pre-season game and then oh, yeah, yeah, Cameron yeah. Burke came back over. That's right, uh, yeah. So, but the, the thing is, um, you know, there were parts in the, in the press release mentioned developing aspects of his game and sort of adapting to the league. He, he definitely will have to do that. He'll be tested for sure defensively. Um, so let's hope that, that that's how his game's up to scratch because that is the main aspect. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it seems like a bit of a a bit of a steal. Um, so he he's definitely up for it, and I think he'll be he'll be somebody that hopefully do well, given what we think is his attributes. But <laughs> knowing knowing what we we predict, that could go both ways. Yeah, I, I wonder actually if he's gonna. If he's a bit, oh, he's he's clearly a bit of a known quantity to Malcolm Cameron. But I think when he managed in Romania, I think that was possibly the same league. Um, was it the Erste Liga or something like that? Yeah, no, I think it was. Yeah, I think they've got um, teams from from kind of various countries um, in that part of the world. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean it's yeah, it it does kind of look a bit of a steal on, on the face of it. Um, yeah, the usual. Know, he's um, a pretty good looking guy as well. So yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a he's a handsome man. He's obviously the YouTube highlights um, are good for everybody, but uh, a lot of them, a lot of highlights showing him um, skating from defence, obviously into the offensive zone. A good finisher, some good skill. So, yeah, as I've said, my main concern is 
uh, can he do it on a, a cold, wet night in Fife? <laughs> cold, wet Tuesday in Fife when he's put under pressure. Hopefully he can. Um, but yeah, a presence. There's there's not really much evidence of him being like a, a sort of physical player that throws himself about. But again, that's maybe not what that league uh, and you know style of hockey is about. So there might be an element of that to him as well, which yeah, you know help helps in this league having having bigger bodies. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, there's another. Just sorry, as I'm, as we're recording this, I've kind of got the highlights off in the background to try and pretend I know more about him. But uh, looks to have a, a big shot as well. Perhaps not NHL caliber, mm. but then maybe Malcolm Cameron regrets saying that for every signing we brought in. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, I, don't think, I don't think he said that at all this this year, has he? To no, be fair, I, I don't think he's he's not really been doing a lot of interviews on the players this season. No, it's it's a good point. It's something that I, that I do miss, even just a couple of minutes audio. I know that um, there are quotes on the on the press releases, but you're yeah. not you're not really getting too much insight. Um, and not that that means he, he doesn't know about them, but just a, um, I would have quite liked even a even a sort of half hour long catch up call to go over all the signings. But maybe we'll get that. Yeah, I, I won't hold my breath, but it would be nice. Yeah. Well, who's who's actually doing the signings here? Who's doing the signings? <laughs> we'll save that for the um, clan conspiracy theory podcast. Yeah, we will. Um, so after after the big man, there was the announcement of what at the moment I expect to be our starting goaltender, um, and. Whether we like it or not, currently it's not Shane Starrett. It is Zach Driscoll, who is a 25-year-old, uh, 5'11", so not the tallest uh, goaltenders, but um, he comes with only three games professional experience. Uh, from He got them at Toledo Walleye, but he's uh, previously played at University of North Dakota, Statistically, for a goaltender, good looks good. Um, the obvious worry is that he's not had really any professional experience, and if he is going to be our starting goaltender, he's uh, he's going to have a lot of work to do. Let's be honest. So even that transition from a thirty odd game season into uh, fifty plus, if we're not going with a a tandem, go ten tandem is going to be a lot, um, and he's definitely going to be tested. So don't want to judge before we even see him. Definitely give him a chance. I'm, I'm sure he'll be a, a good goaltender, but a lot to do and a lot to live up to. Yeah, I think we could maybe come back and and talk about goaltending later on, um, and just kind of in general, because um, there's a few points that um, that I would like to raise. But, I mean, like, you know, you kind of look at it, all right, you can say he's not really had pro hockey experience, but, um, you know, playing NCAA, you're up against guys that are going into the NHL draft. Um, so, uh, fr- from that point of view, you know, he's 
he's playing against some some top prospects, and um, you know his his uh, his stats all look really good. Has to be said. So yeah, and they're uh, technically all the goaltenders at that level will be will be excellent as well. Um, yeah, get, they'll be top coaching and you know the setup there in, in those leagues is is great. So it's not not really a worry from that point of view. Um, seems like a pretty active guy on social media as well. I think he was the one <laughs> that revealed that he'd signed before the club did, didn't they? Um, That's right. Yeah. Which was a, a, a bit of a a blooper from from his part, but. Even the wee things about getting his, his helmet made and stuff, I've, I've seen that recently, which is cool because in the past we've had goaltenders have had, you know, like a, a previous team's helmet for 75% of the season or whatever it is. So yeah, those kind of things are good for even just fan engagement if we're talking about that. But obviously from a, a playing perspective, you know, it'll be good, hopefully. Um, we'll come back to it as you say. Uh, it yeah. really does depend on his on his workload and how he, I think he needs a good start to the season, get himself settled in, and um, probably helps that we're playing Fife. <laughs> now nah, that'll come back to bite me, but um, if if he gets if he gets settled in, a couple of good games, then uh, maybe even gets an early shot at. Then you you never know, but I'm not gonna go down the road of predicting that he's gonna be our best goaltender. That'll leave that kind of stuff to you. <laughs> no, I mean, it, like to be you know to be positive about me, he comes highly recommended by by scouts. I think is what Malcolm Cameron had said. Um, from his highlights, he looks to be very sharp and athletic. Um, his highlights look good actually. There's one there's one save in particular, I don't know if you've seen it. Um but he's uh blocks a shot, um the puck hits the the boards behind the net and bounces up and sort of land the puck lands on his back as he's skating backwards towards the goal. And he just sort of reaches a hand round to his back and what stops the puck from going in. It's 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 excellent because it all happens at a split second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a really good highlight. So he, you can tell, you know, he's he is he is sharp. Um, he's got good reflexes and stuff like that. So um, yeah, you're going to need them, son. <laughs> but we're, we're hopefully yeah. moving away. We're moving away hopefully from this a guy oh, yeah. who's used to facing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move away from that. Uh, even though we we didn't actually really move away from it last year. Um, so next um, and as you say we'll come back to the goaltenders in a bit but uh, next up was forward Gary Hayden who is I think uh, our youngest import this year uh, currently 23 years of age again another guy taken from university setups in Canada um, a centre, five foot ten. Yeah, somebody who looks to me like a guy that I can kind of get excited about. Uh, a goal scorer has a, a history in his last 
few seasons of um, averaging almost a point a game. Uh, and I think Malcolm Cameron um, specifically mentioned his, his speed as well. And I th- um, you look at him and uh, I'm thinking he's possibly been brought in to try and upgrade on the likes of uh, Guillaume Gauthier. Uh, but he's one, and I've noted here, that I'm particularly excited about. What are your thoughts? Oh, definitely. Um, I think, you know, aside from um, the guys who are a bit more experienced, I think he's definitely the one um, that I'm looking at and thinking he's got, you know, big potential for us. Um, as you say, averaged a point a game in his last sort of three seasons. Um and I think was University of Alberta's lead scorer last season. Um, he is a bit smaller, five ten, um, but you know he's again a, a known quantity. I think for Malcolm Cameron, um, I think he'd said that Hayden had played against him in the WHL. So um, again, looking at his highlights, seems really quick. Um, Shows good strength for his size um, and that kind of tenacity as well. So, um, yeah. I like those kind of players. We've always sort yeah, of championed, yeah. championed that that style of player. Um, and uh, I think was it uh, Braylon Schmier last year? That that sort of speedy, skillful player really endears himself to the fans. Um, and if he can put goals on top of that then I think we might have a might have a bit of a steal. These are the type of signings I like. You can't have your whole team made up of first year professionals, but this is a guy that is definitely going to become the next Scott Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> nah but that that would be good. That's, um, yeah. Some big some big skates to fill there. Yeah, he does. Uh, but yeah, as you say, I like the look of the highlights, um, and I like, I like what what kind of player he is. So I think he's going to do well and possibly surprise a few people in the league. Yeah, I think he can. Um, seems as if he can fit a number of roles as well. Um, yeah, just kind of seems a bit of a a live wire, and uh, will be a, a handful for other teams hopefully. So. No, good. Uh, looking forward to seeing Gary H playing purple. Yeah, and obviously from from Airdrie, so he's not got far to far to travel, which is good. One last I mean, yeah. flight to book. Also recorded that um, by Pendus. Yeah, he did. Two thousand six, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody knows what that reference is, then, <laughs> then fair play. But uh, that was a good one. Look up if you haven't. Um, next up was our first returning signing um, that we've got to cover and that was a one that I think had been rumoured a bit as well, we'd, we'd maybe discussed them um, Colton Waltz defenseman who played half the, half the year last season for us after coming in from Fife uh, he, he was somebody that I thought was what well, we both thought was was steady. Um, certainly focuses more on the defensive side of his game, which which we need. 
Um, and I think he, he came in and kept his place and kept, um, was it Miko Vinen, if I remember correctly, out yeah, of the yeah. team? Uh, whether or not it was an injury, I'm not sure, but he came in and, and pretty much played the, the run-in. Didn't do too much wrong. Um, so I guess Malcolm Cameron liked him, known quantity, and he's, he's given him another chance a full season. Yeah, um, I, I guess kind of looking back on last season to, to this season, there's a a low number of, of returnees. Um, the Waltz kind of return came out a, a, a bit of a surprise, I think. Um, looking back at it, though, I, I genuinely do think that we improved defensively when he came in. Um, you know, we can always talk about not noticing some D-men as being a good thing. So I, I genuinely think that that's, that's the case for, for him. Um, can be aggressive um, and trying to win the puck back. Um, and again, plus minus a six um, at the end of the season, which in 15 games at, at the rate that we were playing at last year, that's that's a really good um, stat. I guess the kind of comparison between Clan and Fife is that he, he picked up quite a substantial amount of penalty minutes more with us than he did at Fife, but um, it's good they can kind of play those different roles as well um, and not having to rely on one specific person or, um, or two people to kind of do do that kind of job so yeah and, and somebody that knows knows what Malcolm Cameron wants and needs from so he'll, he'll come in and, and slot in and uh, hopefully again goes through the season as a a solid uh, a solid player might be potentially the the partner that Liam Stenton needs that kind of um, no-nonsense type player so uh, looking forward to, to giving him the chance at the full season uh, next up was Stephen McParland um, and I should say this uh, the next four signings came all on the same super signing Sunday setup, which was uh, uh, quite I mean I quite like that kind of thing from Clan to be fair it's one of the probably best things they do on social media if you want to call it that uh, where they are, they announced four four players in the one day uh, Bob, but should yes. should say just quickly before you jump into that see if you're announcing on the friday at like basically like like a player announcement you're announcing on the friday that super signing sunday's back um fine uh, i guess but then to kind of start at 10 a.m and then not not announced a signing until 12. It's just, yeah, I, I, I do like it, but I feel like it was it was dragged out way too much. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I suppose, um, I suppose it could be, it could be better executed, but um, as a concept, as a concept, I like it. Yeah. But obviously, Clan can't do, um, Everything perfectly, let's just say. So maybe forgive them yeah, that. But, <laughs> but as a signing, as a signing specifically, 
I think Stephen McParland, McParland even, not Ant's brother, was a great start. Um, a guy who's now got a good few years experience in Europe, America, has played in the AHL, spent the last three years, I think, in Italy, uh, was, I believe, the top top scorer in the in the league, if not for uh, FASA, his team last year, with 63 points in 38 games. Excellent return. Um, and then previously, previously 68 points in 44 for Asiago and 41 points in 28 games. So that is uh, an unbelievable return, really. And then past couple of years before that in the East Coast League, he also returned excellent numbers. So I think it's obvious that this guy is a goal scorer, first of all. Um, but another top centre, don't know what his face-offs are like, can't quite comment, uh, but a guy that I think is going to come in and I just, I just have a feeling that he, he's going to suit the league and do really well. Um, so I would say probably going to be our, our top top line centre. Would that be fair? I would say so, I think. Um, sorry, I'm just Googling Stephen McParland face-off highlights, just in case. Um, no, nah, there's nothing there, obviously. It's an hour-long video. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think, you know, he's... I think we've kind of seen it from from his CV. You know, he's a he's a, a proven winner. I think he's got the right mentality for us. Um, I think he said in his interview that he, he hates losing or he doesn't take losing well, which is I think is a good thing um, for us. Um, I think it, you know it's maybe something that we need to kind of kick us on a wee bit. Um, seems like the kind of guy that will be um, vocal in the in the dressing room as well and sort of striving to get the best out of everybody um, so again that's kind of something that, that we need as well um, 31 years old um, churning out churning out points like Boris Johnson's churning out parties at the height of the pandemic he's absolutely pr- prolific um, doesn't take too many penalties either which is obviously key but um, I guess you wouldn't necessarily get that from from a player like him, um, yeah, he's got a, a wealth of experience, as you alluded to as well. East Coast, AHL, and, and in Europe now as well. So should yeah. be up there with with you know one of the one of our better signings that we've made in the last few years. I would say. Yeah, I mean, you look at um, possibly somebody like um, Colton Yellowhorn who. Um, you know, did well from a, a points point of view last year. Um, but I, I think this guy would be a bit more dynamic, more more like yeah. the, the prime of his career, um, more mobile and just, I think, generally more effective for us. Two, two-time Italian champion as well as um, NCAA winner. So uh, knows how to win as well. And I think... One of the the main points from it was that Malcolm Cameron tried to sign him uh, in January there midway through 
last season wasn't able to do it but clearly somebody who's who's been on his radar and you know I think that's a as good an, an endorsement as you're you're probably going to get so I think he'll he'll be one that I'm I'm really excited to see and you know I think he'll definitely be our, one of our top guys. Yeah, I think um, if he's if, if he's anything like any of the other guys that we brought in during the season last season, then we're on to a winner there. Um, yeah, I think I think Malcolm Cameron did say that. He did say as well that he was um, very flexible, so he can he said he could play across any of the forward positions as well. So um, I'd imagine he would be a centre, but good to know that he that he can kind of move about in, in that regard as well. Um, so yeah, should bring a bit of uh, class that we were maybe lacking last season. Yeah, and it, I would say probably a, going by the the stats, somebody that maybe other teams would have also looked at and inquired about, I would have thought he's going to be a, a high earner on the team, so Generally, looking at the the roster, I think we've probably increased our budget from last season just with the sort of security of the arena and stuff. So, so guys like that, maybe it's it's more attractive prospect. I think as well as interview, maybe mentioned doing the masters, whether it was him or somebody else. So, um, that sort of business opportunity always attracts the better players. So. Yeah, I think, I think we've got a good one there, um, and he's he's going to be good. Win a few face-offs, and you're, you're straight away. You're in the good book straight away, so here we go. Let's, let's see how he is. Um, next signing sort of divided opinion, I think, in, in the whole sort of clan fan base generally. Um, Sean Bhutan, defenseman who's played... Uh, before in the league for both Dundee and Coventry, 32 years old. A right shot, which Malcolm Cameron specifically mentioned, was is hard to get for a defenceman. Uh, was captain last year in Mulhouse in France. Um, and, you know, I, I don't mind this signing. I think he's just going to hopefully be another steady influence. Nothing too spectacular, uh, and probably well, even more of a, a defensive guy that uh, we, we rely on to kind of shut down the opposition. Uh, whether or not I like seeing, you know, previous guys from the league that have gone away and come back, having not been real standouts, but again, I I, I always thought he was a a good enough player. What What do you think about him? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I always thought he was quite annoying to play against, um, which again is probably a good thing. Um, no doubt. I think. I th- well, I was going to say uh, he's not really taking as many penalty minutes as what I thought he did either. Uh, which is probably a good thing. Um, he's played with Colton Waltz, I think it said, um, in France previously. Um, and again, this knows the league part 
So yeah, uh, it's I don't know. It's not a it's not. A, I wouldn't say it's a bad sign. <laughs> um, I think you. I think you'll probably be a, a, a decent enough addition. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Still, I don't know. I think like you know he's kind of been in in relegation battles as well the last few years and missed out on playoffs with teams. So yeah. Um, but no doubt he's probably been been one of the ones to um, to try and bring others in the team up to up to a certain level to to compete with with other teams. Um, so he's maybe someone that we need to give us a bit of a drive going forward and um, you know the in inverted commas push for silverware this season. Yeah, I think he's. Um friendly with Matthew Wah from the same possibly the same area from when they were oh, yeah. uh, younger, the same teams. Uh, so, you know, I always think that a guy who's been a captain on a previous team, uh, also an assistant at Dundee, he's got something about him. Uh, and no- nothing really stood out to me as uh you know he's he's not going to be exceptional and he and he's not he's not going to struggle so um, by all means I, I don't have a problem with the signing uh, I think just on the face of it he'll he'll fit in probably to the uh, third of our defensive pairings I would think uh, but yeah I'm 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 not not against signing at all I think he'll be absolutely fine. You know, thirty-two is not not old either. So, uh, yeah. I wonder if um, because he you were saying he kind of knows Matthew Wa, and we saw how well he performed last season under Malcolm Cameron. I wonder if he get um, you know a kind of similar um, performance out of Bhutan next season. Um, who knows? Really, I mean, obviously it remains to be seen, but just a just a point to note. Yeah. And I think I think I remember hearing that he's a he's a fitness coach or something like that in his his summer job. So he's it it's not like he's going to be a guy that's coming in um, out of oh, shape yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, personal. Uh, yeah. So yeah, absolutely not really get any problems. Might have halfway through the season once I see him. But <laughs> yeah, covering all bases just now. And then. Yeah, nice. Absolutely fine. Um, talking about Matthew, why he was the next returning signing? I think there was maybe a, a, a little bit of rumour about him not coming back. Uh, but I mean, we've spent hours in, in the past talking about how good he is, how much he surprised us last year. Um, so very excited to have him back. I think if he gives us even three quarters of how good he was last year then that'll be great um, but just this sort of enthusiasm and what he was saying and stuff is is good I think he, he's enjoying his time here um, and you know he, he's, he's just great in this league I think that's yeah. the best thing to say you know what you're going to get uh, if, he, if he stays fit he's just just a top player and glad glad he's back yeah, I think last season we saw the Matthew Wah that that we saw every game with, with Sheffield. 
Um, and I think it's it's clear that, that Malcolm Cameron knows how to get the best out of him. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he enjoys playing in, in that kind of system. And I think that's more his kind of style of hockey than, than what it was under Fitzy. Um, you know, I, I feel under Fitzy you could kind of see the, the kind of physical element was maybe taking its toll on him a wee bit. And um, I felt last season there was there was more freedom to kind of, um, you know, while still playing a hard-nosed game, um, you know, that, that kind of more freedom, I guess, kind of up, up front. Um, to... Yeah, we, we totally played to strengths. Yeah, I... I... It was, everything was... Um, you know, there was too much reliance on his line almost. Uh, but we we set up the team, I would say, almost around him. And he's definitely the kind of guy that would not come back if he didn't think he could contribute. Yeah. And I think he's one of these guys as well that's kind of spearheading the desire to win something for the club. So, um, I mean, we can kind of talk about, you know, Everyone's saying that before the start of the season, but um, he has someone that we know that it's going to give everything again this year. Yes, it's great to have him back, um, and I think I think he's going to be he's going to be crucial as well. Sort of that that um, killer instinct around the net. Him and Dixon, I think, are both going to be scoring <laughs> a lot of those kind of goals, the experienced guys that that we need. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing them again, obviously. Uh, and another returner, Mitch Jones, which they left left until last on the the Sunday. Uh, I think pretty much every fan would have said that they wanted to have Mitch Jones back. We were no different. Uh, just made a great impact when he came in top offensive uh, D-man uh, and, and give him a, a full season I think uh, I think we've we've got a real good player on our hands Yeah he was incredible really wasn't he um, from the minute he arrived it just kind of improved the, the team overall um, averaged about a point a game or just less than that um, which is obviously pretty good Um as well as being a solid defender, so exactly what we were looking for at that point. Um, some of his some of his shots and some of his goals were were unreal as well. Um, a real kind of big game player for us. Um, I guess the the only thing would be I would obviously like to see less time in the penalty box, um, but that's really the kind of <coughs> flaw. I guess you could say a flaw, but yeah. Um, yeah, and that the, comes down a bit to experience. Uh, I think you might you might see a, a bit of a different side to his game. You know, be a bit smarter with the referees this season. But he's, I think, between him and uh, Toth, they're going to be the the two more forward thinking defensemen this year. Yeah, I would I would say so. Um, and like you said as well, be welcomed back. It's a big fan favourite. Um, 
from last season. Um, and, you know, by all accounts, he seemed to really enjoy his time here as well. So, um, a, a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, definitely. And, and seemed like he wanted to come back, had a good connection with the fans. So, that that definitely helps. Uh, and, yeah, he's, he's, he's excellent. And long may it continue that form that he had last year. Uh, the next couple, I'm going to slightly change change the order, uh, and then we'll, we'll come back to some of the Brits, I think. Uh, but first of all, we'll talk about the final defenseman, and that's Kevin Massey, who is a 26-year-old, six foot four again, big guy from uh, Victoria, Canada. Right shot which we know Malcolm Cameron likes, uh, and came in and played 26 games for Nottingham last year. Uh, and a, quite a few of their fans I've seen were, were disappointed that he's come to us. So, again, as we've said, that's a good sign. Definitely a, a defence-first guy. Um, physical presence. Didn't take too many penalties, though. Uh, nine, nine points across the, the 26 games. So I think he's going to be the guy that, that comes in and does the real solid shutdown stay-at-home job. Is that the impression you get? Yeah, I think so. I think he's probably more more a, a Cody Sol replacement um, than Gary Lutov. Um He's got that kind of dual nationality thing as well, so I don't know. Does that, does that mean that he could potentially become a Brit? I yeah, I think, I think possibly, yeah. Um, so that would be good. If you, um, <laughs> you could upgrade the, the brick core um, again next season. Um, but, you know, he's... Obviously, th- this season, we're kind of talking about, you know... Again, his, his standout stat is his plus-minus. Um, I think it was plus-10 um, for, you know, a, half a season with... With Nottingham, that's a good thing. Um, and yeah, for, for a big guy like that, doesn't take a lot of penalty minutes too, which is good. Um, as you said, that kind of imposing figure on the ice that should deter other teams, try to intimidate our players too much. Um, I think he'd said that he previously worked with um, ex-clan forward Shane Lust. Um, and so it comes recommended from him, so... And obviously Malcolm Cameron's seen him seen him play with Nottingham as well, so Yeah. Um Yeah. yeah. Seems seems like a seems like a, a a good a good addition, I would say. Yeah, I don't I don't always uh, remember opposition players, but I definitely do a couple of times that saw Nottingham or, or highlights. I do remember him, not probably partly because of his, his size, but um, you know, I always thought he looked looked like a good player, and obviously the the opinion of their fans kind of backs that up. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's he's somebody that hopefully is an upgrade on Cody Saul because uh, we we certainly needed an upgrade from that point of view, uh, and and somebody who doesn't take. As many daft penalties as well, that would that wouldn't go amiss. Yeah. I think um 
before Nottingham, he, when he was in France, I think he was Anglais top top goal scorer as well. Twenty two points from twenty nine games. Um, yeah, which which is you know uh, kind of incredible, really, um, for a guy of of that kind of that kind of stature. Um, but you know, having said that, he, he does look comfortable in the puck as well from from what I've seen. Um, one of the one of the kind of highlights from his time here last season, or I get I guess highlight wasn't really one of his final moments was his uh, fight against Kyle Haas. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really too much to say about that. He, he didn't come off well in that scenario, but um, yeah, probably yeah, but not just, many would against him. Well, true, yeah. But I just, you know, he's he's a big guy and he will stick up for himself and his teammates. So, yeah, another another handy addition for us, I think, at the back. Yep. Uh, and then that brings us on to the the final import announced so far, uh, and that is Brad Kennedy, who is a twenty six year old right winger. Again, another Canadian six two. Comes from uh, Mount Royal University. Uh, four years, five years actually there, and then a handful of games for Fort Wayne. Somebody that Malcolm Cameron describes as a a physical player with a good shot, um, another versatile guy. I think you look at him, he's immediately strikes me as, as somebody that's going to play a, a bit more of a sort of physical shutdown role um, not one of the guys that we're going to expect to put up huge points but these are the sort of players that definitely every team needs and can kind of stand out if they if they do that role well you look at um, guys in the past that have played that role you know that fans do like that um, and not a lot of penalty minutes. So maybe maybe quite smart about it. To be honest, not a lot known about him, but um, you know, I guess you just got to trust Malcolm Cameron and, and hope that he, he fits into that role. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, described as a, a big body forward um, with good hands and a good shot who will stick up for his teammates. Um, yeah, as you'd say, played four or five years um, university level, and you know you were kind of saying probably not a goal scorer, but he's he's averaged just less than a a point a game, um, especially well in his last two years at university anyway. Um, so again, he's a guy that could certainly chip in with the odd point here and there. Um, but yeah, I think his primary uh, role will be that a uh, shutdown guy, and um, the, you know looks looks like, like another um, another good addition for us. Um, he's got he's someone that that Cameron's had a, an eye on for a while. I think he said as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did have that short stint in the East Coast League, but <clears throat> seemed to. Or I guess from his point of view, he said that he seemed to um, be able to make the jump all right from 
university to um, to professional hockey, albeit a small sample size again. Um, but yeah, uh, again, it's you know someone that could potentially be a fan favourite for us as well. So there's that, there's that as well. Yeah, and, and I think uh, if you're sort of comparing players, I don't like to, but possibly <laughs> coming in uh, in place of a Guillaume Gauthier or a Rodney Southern, uh, and and certainly it looks promising from that point of view, albeit Gauthier, I think, did well towards the, the second half of the season. Um you know, it's more of these kind of guys that can that can hopefully transition well into pro hockey and give us a good season and, and see where they go from there. So, yeah, another one that can't can't judge too much until we see really. Um, let let's move on to the the final part of the puzzle then, and that's the Brits' uh, return of Jordan Boesa, Harry Ferguson. And also the signing of, as as it stands, backup netminder Ewan Simpson. Uh, what are your your overall thoughts there on the I guess those guys and the the Brit players as a whole really, um, and then I suppose the goaltending situation. Yeah, um, I don't know really. As on the whole, I don't know that we've necessarily improved um our brick core all that much. Um I think you know you've got you've got a proven good brick player there in, in Jordan County. Um Craig Peacock he's a, a known quantity for us. Um and so obviously Liam Stenton is is a good signing for us. Um but not not really improving on what we had there last year. So um the other guys, yeah, Boessa and Ferguson, I guess you could kinda of throw them into the same the same bucket, I guess. Um Yeah, kind of yeah. Because they're they're quite kind of similar, I guess. Um I like both players. Um just uh, you know, I don't think either of them saw a lot of ice time last season. Um what what we did see from them though I, I did kind of like I thought they each put in a good shift um, when they were on the ice um, uh, you know I, I hope that they can be utilised a bit more this season um, having said that though you, you've got you know potentially three solid forward lines this time so it's, it seems unlikely again that you're going to get you're going to get um, more time out of these guys um, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like we're moving yeah. back to four line. Does that then reduce the chance of them? Guys who didn't get much of a chance last time, but I think it's 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 been shown that if Malcolm Cameron doesn't doesn't want somebody, he's not he's not going to keep them. So, uh, you know, I I think we will we'll have to see them because. Yeah, teams teams will be playing four lines, and you need to give give these guys a, a chance, um, and certainly a break to your other lines. I think we need to see them another year of experience. Uh, you know, they're 
they're capable players, and you hope that with with more chance we do we do get to see the potential. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, on you. I was just going to say it's more the it's more the goaltending situation that worries me than than those two because these guys have been there and done it. Uh, well, I yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of answering the question I just asked you, but <laughs> you and Simpson, I, I can't be critical of the guy because he's um, I've not seen him play and, and he's not played at this level, but just I hope that um, when you, you compare him to a Jordan McLaughlin, even Gary Russell, uh, hasn't played as much, I think. Well, you know, obviously lacks the experience from that point of view. And if we do need to give him a chance, if there's an injury and he needs to play an extended period of games, it's a huge step up. And whether he can do it remains to be seen. So that that was the one signing that really I've questioned so far, albeit we don't know exactly what's happening with the goaltenders until we've got all the signings in. Yeah, on the face of it just now, it looks as if it's a, a full-time contract with us. Um, you know, like any sign, uh, signing, all of our views will be caveated by saying we'll give them time and, um, you know, before they're, they're judged fully. Um, and that obviously applies here as well. Um, I do agree with what you've said, though. Um, I think on the face of it, for me, it's a, it's a downgrade from the likes of McLaughlin and Russell. Um, but we can't be 100% sure of what's happening or what the, what the plan is for goalies. Um, and just in general with, with Simpson and Driscoll, um, it's always gonna, it's going to be difficult to come in and replace the likes of Starrett. Um, well, a lot of fans were, were thinking that we were going to go down the the double import goalie route, um, even after we signed Driscoll as well. So it's a difficult situation. Um, there's obviously still there's still time, and we don't know what the what the squad's going to be um, on its conclusion. But I would I would hope that another goalie's coming in. To be honest, um, for the reasons that you've said, I think you know if if Driscoll does get injured then we could be in some serious bother um, and that's not that's not any any fault of of Ewan Simpsons I think it's just in general I don't think we'll see a lot of them anyway um, and that's again kind of part of the problem is we're signing these guys but we're not playing them um, so they're obviously going to go and look elsewhere for for a bit more game time Um yeah, so, he, yeah. He, he'll definitely know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think his game will improve just by training alongside this standard of of player for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like we've said a couple of times, if he does need to come in, then I I do worry a bit. Uh, I also would have worried last year if we had to rely a lot on Jordan McLaughlin, albeit he was somebody who had played in the league and you know he could 
he could step up to that level. I think it's just maybe too much of a jump for Simpson, but we'll see that. The, the goaltending overall is, is the main worry for me. If you're looking at comparing to last year's team, that's the main worry on paper. Uh, but then we didn't know what, what Shane Starrett was going to be like. Looked like a good goaltender. Could have been a disaster, but thankfully it was great. Um, a couple of the signings as well. We thought, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at all and thoughts on it, but defensemen, you know, a couple of them, I thought they're, they're going to be top players, maybe weren't as good. And then the same with the forwards. But I think from a, from a forward point of view, we're, we're definitely stronger, looked at more. Secondary scoring, hopefully not rely so much on the, the top guys. If we do manage to bring in Roland Laporte, then that's another dynamic uh, to, to add in as well. But what we've got, I like in the forwards. The defence, again, yes, it's, you've got what, one... One guy who uh, has not played in the league before, so you could say, yeah, that's that's five experienced heads. But again, who knows what you're going to get? Really, they turn up uh, defensively. Yeah, I, I'm satisfied, if not over the moon. I would say. <laughs> um. Okay. Was that? A lot to unpack there. I'm, I'll start. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just I'll kind of quickly conclude on the on the goalie situation because um, I do think there are legitimate questions surrounding that area. Um, neither neither goalie has any real sort of pro experience. Um, they're both young guys. Um, it's Driscoll's first time playing outside America as well. Um, so there's the, the question of will he, will he be able to settle here because um, obviously sometimes seen that that doesn't work out um, there's the number of games that, that these guys have played as well um, I think Driscoll played 37 games last season um, and kind of similar numbers seasons before that but you know he's going to be coming in and if he is the the outright number one, then he's going to be playing probably about double that when you factor in League Cup and potentially playoffs. Yeah. Um. So has he got that capability to to perform? Um. Sort of game in, game out. So th- there are questions there for me. I don't know. Um. Again, we'll kind of find out. I did have just seen that there's um that they announced that there's going to be another signing at seven. So. Um, who knows if we'll still be here for that but um, we'll see what happens with, with regards to that the defence uh, much of a muchness really I think on last season um, my concern is that <laughs> there's too many ex-clan Dundee and Fife players um, <laughs> which is again Probably that's a sweeping generalisation, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. 
kind of remains to be seen that that department i still can't really make my mind up about it um but you can't really argue with with the forwards so far i think we have to say that it's vastly improved um, yeah so yeah i'm i'm excited i'm excited about his going forward i don't know i don't know about his at the back but um we'll see what these what these other signings are yeah, that that's the that's the unknown that will make a difference. I think Gareth Chalmers had said that our defence is complete, so we're definitely going with those six at the moment. Yeah, interesting. He's um, not said that about the goalkeepers yet. So yeah, yeah. Well, we need to need to wait and see. We'll obviously have a an episode with a, a concluded team that we can predict all sorts of nonsense with. Clinging uh, yeah. that. 0.1% hope that Star is coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then all all will be forgiven. <laughs> um but yeah, so so the last the last signings are definitely important. Um I think the the main concern with the defence just to sort of expand on it a wee bit is that <laughs> I don't even really know. I don't even really know how to explain what I was going to say, but I just not get the feeling that it's 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 the, the the best that we could have got, which is almost impossible to really put. Like I can't quantify that. I just last year for whatever reason I thought, oh, I like the look of this defensively. I've not got this this year, but maybe that's actually a yeah. good thing because we almost know a lot of these guys. The yeah, bit, potentially. You know, the, yeah. the fact that we do know them is I almost like loading expectations, which it shouldn't do. It's maybe just that, um, you know, other than Mitch Jones, there's no kind of real standout guys. I guess you kind of look, you look at that going into every season. So like last season, you were obviously looking at Guys like Cody Saw who came in and had loads of East Coast experience, like nine or ten seasons playing there, um, you know, at, at a good level. Um and then coming in tells you he looked he looked apart on paper. Um guys like Miko Vinan and again we kinda talked about last season about um, you know, played played at a high level um in mm-hmm. Finland and Germany and uh, for whatever reason they just never seem to work out so um, yeah there's definitely there's a different feel to it this, this season but maybe that's a good thing yeah they, they maybe just fit more into what the coach wants and that mm-hmm. is definitely a good thing um, experience aside he's pretty much seen all these players live he's near enough, <laughs> near enough <laughs> apart from Apart from Toth and, and Bhutan, recently, he, he, I think he has in the past, obviously, but he knows what he's going to get, and that's that's a bonus. So, yeah, let's let let's revisit when the when the team's complete. But certainly at the moment, there there are good signs and there are bad signs. So, uh, I think it, it's obvious though from the forwards that that's maybe where we've. We've expanded on our on our budget, let's just say. Um and I guess we'll find out when the last couple of guys come in, but uh, 
I don't. I, I think that was really my my overall thoughts on the team. I didn't really have too much more to expand on from that point of view. Did you? No, I think we've kind of said it all, really. Um, yeah. We'll know more about Vino. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And obviously, we know like Starrett's been linked with with Belfast. Um, I don't think they've announced any netminders other than Andrew Dixon, maybe. So. Um, yeah, it's possible. So I, I yeah. can't see him being back with us, to be honest. No, I can't. I can't see it. To, well, I mean, to be fair, he was way too good for us. Um, but if he goes yeah. there, then maybe Best Gravani's available. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you can. You can always. You can always. Dream. Dream. I'd be. I'd be more comfortable with that. Uh, then again, I, I saw that. Well, we both saw that. Um, Colton Yellowhorn was was linked with a move to Coventry, was it? That's right. Yeah. Uh, which would be that would be an interesting move. Doesn't surprise me he's not back with us. Uh, I just don't really think he he was Malcolm Cameron's kind of player, if that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Which is weird because surely he <laughs> he brought him he in. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. No, I know what you mean. Um, but again, he was a guy that came in and had, you know, tons of experience at, at a high level everywhere, basically. Um, he played in Japan at one point. So there's, yeah, I don't, I, again, I think he was maybe a known quantity due to the fact that he played in, in Romania. So maybe... Um, maybe Martin Cameron did know what he was getting in him, but um, yeah, just saw wee bits here and there from him, um, but probably didn't do enough overall, um, really to get like in terms of we obviously knew that um, he was good at um, you know putting up assists and putting on a plate for for guys, but. Um, in terms of his own goal scoring, I think eleven goals last season. Um, when we were kind of crying out for for other goal scorers, um, you know, I felt like we could have seen a bit more um, in that regard. But it obviously, just didn't work out completely. But he's obviously a quality player, and um, you know, we're sitting here moaning about a guy that get <laughs> averaged a point a game last season. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, Classic. that's what it is. Classic. Uh, just, just a couple of comments from from people. The the thoughts generally as as we sort of conclude on what we've been talking about. Um, I think generally excitement about the offensive side. Uh, most most exciting team offensively since the Rose Hill year. Concerned that the D would have wanted better than Bhutan in. Hope I'm not made to me- eat my word. Uh, eat my words. Arena deal will be helping the budget. Buzzing to have Laporte back, which we don't yet. Maybe we will. McParland will be class. Uh, Neil Hewitson echoing the the sentiment regarding the Brits and whether they're actually be used, not just sitting on the bench, which we've, we've kind of covered. Uh, T Gow as well saying that. He hopes Kennedy is solid. There's an enforcer shaped hole there and he needs to fill it. I guess mm. a good point. We've not, 
don't really discuss specifically the need for an enforcer, but we do need that team toughness. And I think we said he will be one of the guys to to fill that role. Um, I don't know. I think we've got we've got guys there that can that can step up and do that job. Um, you know, last season we had with Dyson Stevenson. Obviously, I think everyone thought that Cody Saul was going to come in and be that kind of enforcer type guy and I don't think we really saw it um, but guys like, like Stevenson did eventually step up into that role um, Yeah. so we've got guys there you know the likes of Kennedy and um, Massey and, and I guess even even Toth as well just his, in terms of his size so there's there's some guys there um, I think we've got quite a lot of kind of hard nosed type players um, kind of gritty type guys as well so maybe don't necessarily need an out and out enforcer mm-hmm. um, if we've got more of a team of uh, that kind of player Yeah, no, I, I think you're right um, and if somebody like Laporte comes back then uh, he he adds to that, that kind of side of it um, Alistair Thorne as well saying Big improvement having proper centres addresses our problem with face-off wins. This guy knows <laughs> yes. what he's talking about. Absolutely. Need to get you on. Uh, slight concern we're stacked with right wingers but not balanced with natural left wings. Um, I guess that's a technical point that we hadn't real looked at but I'd like to think that the sort of balance from that point of view is automatically addressed by Malcolm Cameron when he's bringing these guys in that maybe the positions you see aren't necessarily where they'll always play and that they're flexible I think we've said that uh, upgrade on last season, big question over goaltending and McParland uh, we, we obviously do talk a lot essentially that these people have such similar opinions uh, but yeah big, the question over goaltending is, has to be answered and We'll know, I think we'll know in the next, next week. Well, yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um, but I'm not going to drag it out to make sure that we get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think because it was the, the 100th episode, I'd said that I would, I would look back on a couple of highlights from the past. Uh, the past episodes, my my number one, my number one pick has got to be uh, the, the live episode where we watched the <laughs> Milton Keynes game and tried to record as we were doing it. <laughs> uh, just because the game was a disaster, probably the episode was a disaster as a as a result. Uh, but I just specifically <laughs> remember thinking, never doing that again. Uh, even think, though, even though it, it should be done again. I think it should be done again. I think we could be better at it now, potentially. Um, yeah. I think there was a kind of general excitement about there being, um, about there being a clan game on on TV. It wasn't really something that we'd that we'd seen before. Well whilst recording up until that point 
mm-hmm. I think from that point of view, it was it was a good thing to do. Um, <laughs> whether we were any good at it then, I don't think we were. I think we were just kind of. Any time anything happened, it was just there was a sort of five or ten second gap where we were just kind of like, oh, all right, yeah, something's yeah. something <laughs> happened, but not actually explaining what that. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't really a good. It wasn't a good game to do either. No, I think that, that didn't help. No, it was a bad performance, and then was it six one or something? Yeah, it was there not like a big fight at the end of it. Is that, <laughs> that game? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, Fitzgerald and somebody, but uh, in in quite a good season. That was was that the the uh, Pete Russell season. Possibly, um, possibly yeah. Don't yeah, because I, I remember it being a really um, a, a bizarre result because yeah. Mil- Milton Keynes were. Yeah, absolutely right. honking. Yeah, so yeah, so in a in a fairly good season, we picked a a bad game, but that was that was up there for me in the highlights. Um, the other thing was uh, I've got I've written it, my predictions for last season is another highlight. <laughs> uh, where I had I had Shane Starrett as being decent, but not. Nothing spectacular. And then I also had highlighted that um was it two was it was it more than two? Maybe it was just two. We had uh, oh, what was his name now? I've forgotten. I just wrote my predictions from last year. One defend oh Medric Mercier that I said would be absolutely one to watch. Yeah, and he was he was released in the first after a few games of the season went to another team. Uh, and also, who was that? Was there somebody else that I said was was going to be? <laughs> I don't know. I've got a feeling I said somebody else was going to be really good, worth watching, and was was not. Uh, so I've got that. I've got that as a highlight from last season. Yeah, I think. I if we go back each season that we've done that, you could probably you'd probably point out point out at least one thing that is um probably the, the worst shout that season. So um yeah, Mercier not not a great shout from yourself. Um but that's that's why we do it. Mm-hmm. That's why we do it. Um yeah, I mean, to be fair, he wasn't really a, he wasn't a Malcolm Cameron signing. Um, no. So. No, that's true. It was just that I remember thinking, uh, I like the look of this guy. He's, he's going to be, he's going to be excellent, and he just wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was another potential hit. I think as well, like. Generally, just a bit on a bit more of a serious note, there has been progression with interaction of people sort of on social media and stuff, getting involved with the the discussion and uh, giving their opinions, which 
which is good because obviously some people listen to it and it and it, there is a bit of content that is maybe worth listening to. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's what we that's what we kind of strive for. Um, I guess like when we started this, it was just basically because we you know, we like talking about hockey and we like talking about the club and um, yeah, so uh, we felt that there was a kind of there was a gap there that that needed to be filled and and that's what we did. So. Uh, again, just uh, thanks to to anyone that's that's ever listened up until this point, um, and or um, interacted with us. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you're wasting your time. To be honest, no. Of course, of course, it's been good, and hopefully, hopefully, it continues to. I, I actually, the Mountain Kings game was a highlight because it was a low light. Uh, yes, but also. A few, a few technical gremlins as well that nobody really hears. They're not aired, but a couple of times in the past hundred episodes, we've gone to record and just not done it because it's not worked. But that's, that's I suppose, just an experience technical thing. Um, yeah, this is actually gen- generally it's, generally it's easier now and, and runs a bit smoother and things. So yeah. You know, and being able to be able to get people on as well, and not the other, everybody who has come on's contributed in some way. Uh, perhaps in the future, we'll we'll maybe get some clan guests on. That would be nice, but we've never really, to be honest, tried and kind of kept our opinions more sort of fan based, which is what I I quite like. I kind of almost want it to be that. So. Uh, in a way, the, the more unofficial, the better. Yeah, if we can continue to resist the pull of um, interviewing fans and, and players and people around the club, then pro- I mean, probably better from from their point of view. Um, having to deal with us, to be honest. Yeah. No. I was just. Gonna- I was just going to say before that that yeah, we're pro- this is probably episode hundred and five, just with all the. Oh yeah, they all failed um, failures. Yeah. Yeah, there was one in particular. Well, there was a couple. There was. <laughs> you remember the the pod that we did with with Kev? It was just a podcast about Partick Thistle. Mhm. <laughs> if you've not, <laughs> if you've not heard that, go back and listen to that. Um, yeah, I don't remember what episode that was, but it was funny. There was also one. That I think I tried to do while you were in holiday, um, and it, for some reason it recorded, but I couldn't get it to upload, and it basically corrupted. So um, there's a there's a missed file in there somewhere. Um, that was basically me and Deves talking for ninety minutes with, uh, yeah, with no no reward at the end of it. Yeah. Well, forever. But hey, love. that's. That's the podcast game, isn't it? That is. Uh, did you have, did you have any personal highlights that you were you were thinking of, or, or anything else to bring up from around the last episodes? To be honest, I never really, I never really had the time to kind of go, to go back and and look. I have had a a, a bit of a think. Um, the major yeah, highlight. Sorry, on you go. 
I was just going to say there'll, there'll be more in the in the special episode. It was just the fence and was in the top of your head, really. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I, I could go back to last season and say that I, I thought Shane Starr was going to be the best goalie ever. Um, and that's probably yeah. my, my best take. Um, I'm pretty sure was there not was there not one season where we did or one week um, that we did predictions. Um, that you were pretty much spot on with. I mean, yeah, one, it might, one, might have been that. Yeah, might have one been. week is pretty, pretty good going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I remember you saying as well the season, the the end of the John Trip season that you would that you would have Ryan Nye back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't have said that. <laughs> Can you explain that? No, I can't. Actually, I don't know why I would have said that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know why that stuck with me, but yeah. That 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 could be worth a, a, a whole minute of critical mode itself. <laughs> uh, but actually, I think what what I've been thinking, I was thinking that we could do that this this episode, but we're going to do a, a, a bumper hundredth where we'll do a, a full on version of that because I've got some funnier ones planned. Yeah, yeah from that point of view, but uh, yeah, no, I, I have had some shocking predictions. Perhaps going back over some of the episodes and picking out the worst would be quite quite a fun exercise. I'll see if I can do that. Yeah, it would take a it would take a lot of listening back. So maybe we could maybe this is where we could pull on our power of uh, of our listeners and um, you know, hit hit us up with what you think our worst predictions have been yeah uh, worse than maybe best if there are one or two maybe <laughs> best but yeah I don't know why I was skewing negative there but we'll go yeah positive or negative yeah no that would be good um, so the next next time we record hopefully we'll have a, have a full a full roster to discuss and we can perhaps look at some of those dodgy predictions uh, and then we'll also do our our spin-off special with all sorts of fun planned. Um, but until then, I guess, I think that's probably it for me. I'm not going to try and draw it out until the live sign announcement, so we'll save that for next time. But uh, it's been it's been good for, for a number of hundred. It's, it's been a good journey. Certainly. And uh, it, it wouldn't be um, it wouldn't be a two minutes for chatting podcast without his forgetting to mention something yeah i wouldn't so if so from that point of view i'll i'll let you mention it the fixtures released yeah of course they were <laughs> of course they were we're just going to come on to that yep right. uh, and because of that well actually i did mention a wee bit of that earlier but i said thankfully we're playing fife <laughs> yeah you did yeah first game of the season um I've also deleted my note about talking about other team signings because there's too many just now. Uh, but just to yeah. plan our, our, our fixtures, it is a, a Challenge Cup. Uh, 9th of September start at home to uh, Fife, so that's a Friday night, which, you know, I, I think hopefully we'll get a, get a good crowd at that. Uh, and then you've got 
Dundee home and away, or away and home, double header Challenge Cup. Uh, and then the dreaded away trip to Guildford is our first league game. So that's not ideal. Um, and then Sheffield and Cardiff. And then Belfast. Not not a great start. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, as uh, tough as they come. Let's hope the Challenge Cup goes well, we'll just say that. Yeah, um, good good to be back in that competition after obviously missing out on it last year. So um, I think that is probably something that that we will look at um, in terms of sort of winning silverware. I think that's something that the that the coach will uh, will look at, and something that the players will probably look at as you know, there's basically a, a cup competition. Anybody can win it, so. Why not us this year? It has to be. Has yeah. to be. Because uh, yeah. we're, we're not going to win the league, probably. It would be nice. But that and the playoffs, please, let's let's have a go this time. Yeah. Um, unless we sign Shane Starrett again. Then if, well, we, if we sign Starrett, then we're definitely winning the league. Yeah, we? leagues leagues in the back, yeah. We can start with... Six games away at Sheffield, Belfast, and Cardiff, but doesn't you know whatever start it's in net so exactly no good. It's just good to actually be able to play at home um, in September. Yeah, which is something point. that's never really happened before. Yeah, no more Disney. Um, so there's that. Um, what else have we got? Of note, um, the Hogmanay game. I thought mm, it's. Should- is it Dundee instead of Fife? Yeah, it's Dundee instead of Fife this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, not I mean, sure how I feel about that. I guess it'll be. <laughs> I was going to say it'll be more of a, more of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I did make a Fife joke, but I'm kind of wary of doing that, and they'll come up with some excellent team back from the dead kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but certainly. Based on the last couple of seasons, Dundee are the bigger rival from a standard point of view, but uh, I prefer the actual Fife rivalry, so mm. need to keep that going. So um, let's get let's get some good timings of both of those this year, uh, and then maybe maybe Edinburgh will be back. I did see that they might be possibilities. So if they get back in the league, then that'd be another. Another be rivalry game, so uh, the more the merrier, really. But let's let's get into the fight on the Friday night. That'll be good. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, yeah, good good to have Edinburgh back actually. Um, and also, just final point on the fixtures is that there's uh, seems to be a few four o'clock games on on Sundays, um, which is a new thing for us. Um, so more kind of towards the end of the year uh, or towards the end of the season sorry mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's interesting as well so yeah more fr- more fridays i think though than sundays yeah and a few Which sort of midweek better for crowds it has to be oh yeah yeah it, would it has to be so yeah uh, certainly be more up for a friday than a sunday game so um that would be good but yes i think for for episode 100 uh, we are, we're good to go and we'll 
next time be back with even more excitement. That's it. We're wrapping up now um, before the signing comes in. Yeah. If we start it, we're coming back on. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> see, you in, <laughs> see you in 12 minutes. But for now, thanks very much for turning up and catch you next time. Cheers, everyone.